cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored, jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kinda have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Divine Lions and Lionesses, welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Show. You know, we always stand for love, levity, and liberty because love is the most powerful form in the universe, absolutely 100% unequivocally. Bling Buddha is our mascot, and he's firing red pills from his nine mil. The Buddha represents the awakened man and woman, which is where we all are in this movement, and we're standing to save the children. This is critical. And as a result of that, we have an incredible roundtable. We'll start with the Divine Feminine first, and the faces you'll recognize, Lee Dundas, the Joan of Arc, reincarnated of our time, as well with her brand new book, Just Stand Up. She is the architect of the American Freedom Convoy, consultant to the Canadian Freedom Convoy. She's been fighting sex trafficking and child slavery for almost a decade plus as a lawyer, she is a bestie of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Those are her words as well. And we have Lisa Shermerhorn from Vermont Stands Up as well. She's a clinical licensed hypnotherapist, an incredible shaman and a huna. And we've done some healing work together. We have over in Maine, Kelly and Chris partnered with Maine Stands Up, kind of pseudo representing Dr. Christian Northrup, who's given us a thumbs up for this call. So thank you to her and her divine femininity and what she does for humanity, as well as these fine souls. Back on the show, Brian Coffey in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado, Boulder Stands Up. And then we've got Chris Skye, a name that you probably are getting very familiar with right now, who's the only Canadian to win an American Liberty Award and fresh off the reawakened tour and coming in from Washington, D.C. 48 hours ago to stand as a vigil and a prayer for the J6ers. And he and I just did a show two hours ago with A.J. Roberts in the U.K. Things have kicked off because the U.K. is shutting down schools to apparently, allegedly, put in weaponized viruses so when the kids come back to school, they can kill them, poison them, send them back home, and use that as a precipice to put down a total lockdown on humanity around the world rally you up into open air concentration camps that they're marketing right now is 15 minute cities. So it's paramount that we stand up and we get our freedom back to the divine feminine here. And to Chris on the show, we've got maybe 15, 20 minutes of his time as he's traveling and in Vermont right now too. We'll open it, this round table up to all y'all, Chris and Lee. Go ahead, Chris. I know your time is uh, shorter than mine. Oh, okay. No, I was going to let ladies go first, so don't worry. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for being down in D.C. I have two friends who are J6ers. One is um, about to do jail time. Um, Kirsten Niemel, I don't know if you got to meet her down there because she was sentenced and she's doing a year in jail. Um, and another friend of mine that I've known for years who um, is going before the same judge as Trump. And uh, mm. she's she's it, it it's um, she's a grandmother. She, she they open the door. She has video of them opening the door and letting her in. And now they won't let her share it because it's evidence. Oh. So thank you for doing that, because we've been working really hard trying to help them. And it's it's, it's a horrible situation. What's going on? That whole fiasco is disgusting and what they're doing to try to to try to sweep it under the rug and try to stop the public from seeing so they can really, really go after those people. It just basically proves everything we've been saying about this government. Everything they've been doing is about control. It's about them showing their power. It's about them being tyrannical. It has nothing to do with health, has nothing to do with safety, and nothing to do with the so-called greater good. And we have to get ready. Uh, we have to get ready because obviously another round of restrictions are coming. And we we had the trucker convoy the last time that stood up and stopped everything. And that's the only reason we had a year of basic freedom while they were trying to install their climate change agenda and failed. And now they've realized that in order to make the climate change agenda stick, they're going to need to have us in the same state of mind as they did with the COVID lockdowns. And the only way to do that is to bring back the lockdowns. And yeah. if you speculate, People aren't going to fall for it like they did the last time, so they're going to have to do something new this time. Uh, and the best way to scare people back into submission, in my opinion, and what I re reiterated at the beginning uh, on the show earlier, 
uh, is that I believe they're going to go after the children and they're going to go after the children at school. They're going to make it look like there's a new virus or a combination of viruses and it's primarily getting children sick because with COVID, it was primarily the old and already uh, people with health problems that were ultimately hospitalized and dying. But if we can, if they can create a, a situation where a majority of the people being hospitalized are children, you'll see how fast parents and adults put the mask back on. And once we go to phase one of tyranny, the masks, it'll be only a week or two before we're back to contact tracing and testing, another few weeks until we're at vaccinations, and then another few weeks until we're at passports. Only this time, they're going to already have their digital ID network set up globally because they had an entire year to work on it. And if we get them, if we let them do the vaccine passports again, it's going to be much much, much harder to have them relinquished. Yeah. Lee, this isn't your first rodeo in this. Please, your commentary. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't actually, for once in my life, have much to add. I mean, it was succinctly uh, put out there by Chris just now. Um, they got a lot of bang for their buck with the first virus that was not at all fatal. We had no excess death rate from the virus itself. Of course, we did from the vaccines for the virus, but not from the actual virus. And I think that that was a, sort of their test run. I mean, I called it in March of 2020, first Sunday of lockdown or first Sunday of the the two weeks to flatten the curve. My husband said, oh, I don't know. I I I, I think they're testing us. And I said, I don't know. I think if the test goes well enough, they'll just carry on with it. And, you know, it turns out they were both right. I think they were testing us, dipped their toe in the pool, decided it was uh, it was a decent pool. And why not go swimming? I mean, they put it out there. They scared. They pushed the fear factor. What people don't realize, those who are not students of history, same exact playbook, same exact playbook that Hitler used. If you Google it, you don't even know you need to like go to Brave or Swiss Cows or, or DuckDuckGo. You can literally go to Google on Chrome right now and type in closure of non-essential businesses and Hitler or Third Reich or Holocaust. Very first thing he did was close. And that was the term they used. It, it wasn't even a similar term. Same term non-essential businesses and then of course they got rid of the police chiefs and then of course you know they dragged certain segments of society uh into quarantine camps warsaw ghettos but what they did at the point in time where that was the thing is they accused the jews of carrying disease in the main typist and one of the things that we saw when we were fighting against the vaccine passports here in orange county we went to the board meeting nobody really cared but people actually had signs that they had made it like fedex kinko's easy enough to do 20 40 dollars at your local fedex and it was in german and you could see the root word of typist it's similar enough in in the german language and so many people you know even msm was zeroing in on the signs because they didn't realize the similarity it's not even similarity the identical nature of the playbook which is let's accuse x percent of the population of being carriers of disease it pushes the fear on the lizard brain you know we're all hardwired to survive run away from spiders want to run away from snakes run away from anybody who's you know carrying the plague right and uh and and they knew that that would work and plus they had done the yale university study to figure out which marketing angle was the best and it was do it for your neighbor you know people don't in in countries like ours where we're sort of self-reliant not super obedient like the Asian countries. A lot of people will be like, yeah, I don't need to do it for myself. But we're all polite, especially the Canadians. Oh, no, you go ahead of me in line. No, no, you, no, you. For I mean, you guys are the, some of the most polite people on the planet, right? A ahead of even Australia and America. And But in all of these first world countries, it was do it for your neighbor, do it for grandma, do it for the kids. You don't want them to get sick. So, you know, if they got that much play, right? I mean, three years of lockdowns and killing our businesses and putting our kids into social distancing situations, you know, PETA would have arrested somebody for treating freaking animals the way we were treating our children, depriving them of oxygen, putting them in plexiglass cages in school or keeping them home. If they had that much play from a virus that was not at all fatal, you know, imagine what's going to happen if they release something that actually is a little more contagious and is a little more fatal and, uh, and where people actually are maybe, you know, truly getting sick. But the reality is that the biggest thing that we have to fear is fear itself. Um, you know, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt or somebody who said that. And, um, and you're no better off running from tyranny than standing and fighting. In fact, you're much worse for it. You don't you don't run away from tyranny ever. I mean, we'd all be speaking German right now if FDR and Churchill had not finally gotten dragged into World War II to make a stand. Um, and yeah, did the Germans who ran to Poland and then to Norway and then to Argentina buy time? Yeah, you might buy time. 
but in the final analysis, they're going to come for you. And so the, the trick is really, and that's why I named the title of my new book that it's, it's just stand up. And, you know, the subtitle is my fight for freedom from the brothels of Asia to the streets of America. But the reality is that what works when you're facing down a firing squad, which is one of the stories I tell sex slave who was about to be executed, they'd lined up all these little girls, they were laying guns on temples and pow, pow, pow. Uh, This one girl had enough guts to stand up and say, you know what, give me the effing gun, I'll shoot myself. I don't want to live like this anymore. And in so doing, she caught the attention of the, the brothel slave trading camp owner who was fascinated that her mind works so differently, that her courage works so differently. And he said, I, I don't understand. Everybody will beg for their life in the final analysis, my dear. And you didn't. What gives? And she she stood up and said it again. She leaned over the guy's desk and said, I'll repeat what I said outside. You give me your gun. I know you got one in one of those drawers. I'm going to shoot myself. But, but the one thing I'm not going to do is continue to live like this. And the guy looked at her for three seconds, leaned back in his chair, flicked his fingers at her and said, get out of here. You're free to go. That was not a guaranteed end to that particular calculus or equation. But in my book, it's better to go down with your boots on standing and fighting for freedom, even if that ensures your death, than ever taking a knee to tyranny. And if we didn't learn the lesson the first time, although I'm preaching to the choir here, because most of us were already out in the streets from March of 2020, surely the people in the movable middle who were who were bamboozled the first time have woken up in the intervening three years and should be able at this point as long as they're not a mental midget with a room temp iq to put the dots together and go wow they were just bluffing us the first time and they're going to do the same the second time and by the way do not mask your kids okay you're you are permanently depriving their hippocampus of oxygen and it creates permanent neural death according to a neurobiologist md pharma this i mean the woman has enough degrees to choke a horse and the, here's the scary part when you actually restore full oxygen after ripping the kid's mask off um the, the brain damage is permanent so we need to not lock down passports are one foot in the grave. That is why I fought it so hard here in Orange County. We got Vera Sharab, a Holocaust survivor, to make a damn TV ad. I raised a quarter million dollars to run it on air. And she said at best, she said, those who don't remember history will repeat it. Do not fall for this. You let a vaccine passport system happen in too many places. You restrict travel. You can't freely travel. You're done. Once you can no longer freely travel in society, They can herd you off to whatever they want to call it, 15-minute city quarantine camp, Warsaw ghetto. Let's call it what it is, shall we? It's an effing concentration camp, and they will kill you eventually. So this is the stand we make. We do it now. We get the word out on this million-man march or whatever you're calling it, Brad. It's a genius idea. We did it with the convoy. We did it with TV ads. We know these creative, grassroots, out-of-the-box initiatives will work if we just stand together as one. And there are more of us than there are of them. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt a small group of concerned citizens can save the world because when you look at it we're the only ones who ever have so that's the that's the order of the day and this is what we need to do and we need to do it right down now wow lightning in the bottle both of you thank you lightning in the bottle. yeah i'm glad you mentioned that about what one of the things that i'm noticing now are people with vaccine regret and um i think there's a lot of people who have woken up that so, took guys, the vaccine. I got, a, I, I just got a call. Yeah. I got to run. I got to take this. It's important. All I'm right. So sorry. No worries. Thank you, Chris. Um, w- one of the things that I'm noticing is when I'm going to event, because Vermont was the first state to go to Hillary Clinton. I was like appalled. <laughs> I was like, oh no, where did I move? And um, it, it's again, people idolize Bernie and, and it, it's one of those places where we felt so isolated. There were so few of us. And, and I realized that people who are awake were hiding, were terrified to speak up. And now I'm getting more and more people speaking up, speaking out. I went to just a business event, a local chamber event, and there were three women there who were talking about, you know, everything that was going on. And I almost fell over. So It'll be interesting to see what happens at um, and the the real numbers that are happening right now. I'd like to call it. Thank you, Lisa. I'd like to call on Brian. Brian, um, you know, you live still in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. This is an area where I lived for several years of my adult life, right prior to getting married, and I had business there as well, and then was married and still had business there, and was living there and up in Colorado too. And you have stood up with your Boulder stand up 
people strongly. You've also been persecuted and prosecuted incredibly as a result of it. And yet here you are, another fine example, like everybody here still standing, pushing back peacefully, but against the World Economic Forum, the World Homicide Organization, and the woke pedophile agenda, even still today. So what, what is it internally who somebody has faced massive persecution and prosecution, never asked for the job, just saw something that wasn't right as a dad and went out and did it on his own and rallied together people and put this together? What is it that you see happening right now in Boulder and what they're coming back with on these lockdowns and pandemics and what are you guys planning to do in uh, in and around the Boulder area on the front range over the next month so we can push back and people can organize and join you guys in the fight. Sure. And thank you for that wonderful intro, Brad. And um, yeah, it has been some journey for a lot of us and it was an entire community that came together. And really that point that was just spoken about is people had nowhere to go back in 2020, 2021. And Boulder in particular is very tyrannical with the mandates uh, going into stores. Uh, they were really pushing the narrative very hard. And with the demographic here, a lot of people were taking the bait. Um, and a lot of people felt alone. They couldn't talk to people about certain things. So when we got this community together and we had at some point, you know, hunt over a hundred people coming to our meetings back in 2021 and 2022, it was a sense of relief like it would almost bring tears to people's eyes and everybody stuck together um, through the whole thing. And we actually got the mandates defeated here in Boulder County, uh, as a lot of places wow. did around the country. Uh, so I, what I would say is this, is that we are in a very different position also consciously in 2023 than we were in 2020. So to turn the dial towards the good and the light with this, I think is going to be a lot easier to get people involved because as people are just waking up right now, they're starting to see a little more and more and more. And I was on a Michael Jaco show yesterday talking about this a little bit yep. is that people I haven't talked to in years are starting to really open their eyes and they want to do something about this. And it's time for everybody to kind of step in that courage, right? Cause a comfort zone isn't where growth takes place. It's actually stepping out of our comfort zone. And I think that's going to be the big test for a lot of people. And I just want to also highlight this 12 year old. And I don't know how many people saw the video, of him really standing up for his rights. Ronald Springs, and, yep. Yes. And he talked about how that day at lunch, he didn't have any of his friends sit with him. And listening to this kid and listening to the bravery and courage he had, he said, you know what? That's not what it's about. It's about standing for my truth. And again, we can learn a lot from the youth through this whole thing. And I think they're a lot more awake than some of us may uh, surmise they are. Yeah. So I would love to see this actually start to really activate the younger generation as well. Because uh, when the younger generation activates through all this, I think it's just going to be a huge burst of momentum in our favor. And I'd like to also add that uh, I personally think that we really need to make a statement on September 20th around the world to let this tyrannical system know this is not going to be tolerated anymore. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yep. Australia won. Ricardo Bosi, Dave Guru Graham, Stop the Rot Sack Lot, Australia. And their entire organizations are behind this movement. They are organizing as well. We've got AJ Roberts in the United Kingdom and Chris Hilby in the United Kingdom, September 20th, organizing as well. And over to uh, Chris and Kelly, um, you two in Maine, and just about to hop in the car and drive down to Liberty Stock in Vermont right now. Let's hear from yeah. the two of you how things have gone as well. Because we're to also, what's really cool is the small hometown people know the sense of community more than the big city. And I grew up in small town, rural type, you know, Ontario, Canada, after we got out of the suburbs of Brampton, which is now part of the greater Toronto area, took a snowmobile to high school every now and then too. And you've got a great sense of community with small town people, even the ones who were divisive over the last three years seem to be coming back around. So love to hear from you, Nor'easters in Maine. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. I was just thinking about it because my husband's now thrown his hat in the ring for counselor at large. For us, it almost feels like Mainers have to be um, hit in the wallet first. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is this is the awakening that's happening. It's like uh, the town was uh, reassessing property. 
at outrageous, uh, outrageous amounts. Uh, taxes were going up thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. And all of a sudden, everybody shaky, shaky went, wait, what's been going on? Hold on. And we had this outpouring of support in the town council. We had an overflow room. People were speaking up that had never spoken up. And I think sometimes you what wherever the crack is, the sun comes in. So if this is the first, I a dear friend I've had in my life for 40 something years is starting to sort of wake up. And I looked at her and I said, you agree with me on that topic? And she said, yeah. And I said, and you agree with me on that topic? And so she's just having this beautiful awakening and I'm loving her. I, it's like, a, it's like two worlds. I, we live in two worlds sometimes because we continue to love people who aren't awake at the same time, we're gently pulling them into just believe one or two of these things. And then we trust God to do the rest. Just open your eyes a little bit and, and come with us on this journey. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're um, waking up a little bit at a time here in Maine summer, you know, when we get into our meetings, we talk about their kindergartners all the way to 12th graders. And so we're just gentle with people who are just waking up and just coming around and have one or two questions. Whereas some people have a PhD in this We kind of came to the party late in like January of 21. Um, and so Dr. Northup had established uh, MSU at that point um, and started in her living room. And, uh, and so we kind of jumped on a little bit later. We were still waking up. We were just wondering, is some of this real? Is some of it not real? How much do we agree with? How much do we do we not wear masks? Sometimes do we do? I mean, we were just really in this state of confusion. Yeah. So yeah, like well, like everybody in March of twenty, we were an essential business. We had to stay open. We started doing things, but come the end of March, early April, somewhere the the politics and the science started getting a little little wonky. Uh, we no longer we started questioning. I think. When you start questioning early and you, then you feel alone, you feel, uh, but we found others uh, who are questioning. And, um, but, you know, like us, the journey that we've all been through is we didn't know really what was going on. And we, people were waking up at different levels. Some got there real quick. Um, and we're still, you know, red pilling and still people, uh, this tax issue here in our town has woken a lot of people up. Um, but the past couple of years, the learning journey, the, what Dr. Northrop and a few of the, the original folks who stood their ground and had these ideas, like, like Brian out in Colorado and, and Boulder, had these ideas. Let's get together, find that like-mindedness. Where do we find our strength? We find our strength in numbers. Um, and then the advent of technology and Rumble and, and Brad, your show, and Lisa and everybody, all you pioneers, you know, we're just, we're just, we live in a little tiny town and we, we, we gather our, our, our folks together and we have fun and we, we, we give confidence and to see folks standing up and taking positions and, uh, and then passing it on to their circles. Uh, so we had a, a committee meeting last night uh, amongst the town and more and more showed up. Uh, they're realizing that the, the, the wokeness that's been going on for the past few years in local government. Um, and so we're able to, to be the heckler. We'll be able to be the agitator. We're getting out there and getting our message and our words uh, heard now and holding folks accountable and and take back our town. We've got a little little Facebook page going on to take back our town um, and and start with one person at a time and one discussion at a time, just like everybody. So it's really thank you for allowing us to kind of show up and mm -hmm. and and give give props to Dr. Northrup and everything that she yeah. did with her idea, her living room and, and her passion and conviction and everything that, you know, at her platform and what she's been able to do nationally. But uh, we had a great little lobster feed a few weeks back and she was there and there were 40 of us in the pouring rain under a tent. Uh, having lobsters and clams, and she was as passionate and convicted uh, with that group as she is on the national stage. So, it's it's just been a real wonderful journey. Well, you guys, uh, Dr. Northrop was a huge inspiration for us. That's how we ended up starting. Um, mm. We started in the living room too, and I think you know one of the things that you just said that is a big part of my message is embracing people who are just coming around now. I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many times people have said to me, I want revenge. People were so mean. I got kicked out of my family. I didn't get to go for Christmas or Thanksgiving. And people were in this place of rage and anger. And I was like, wait a minute, 
when 9-11 happened, I had someone who told me that it was an inside job and I stood up and told them to go do something and walked away. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the information. Yet. Right. Ready. You weren't ready. I lived yep. in New Jersey. My ex-husband right. worked on Wall Street, was across the street. I, mm. I, I couldn't believe that my own government would do something like that. And, yep. and so coming from a place of compassion and embracing these people and bringing them in instead of making them enemies. And thank you for that, because that's been that that's huge and 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 you guys have a big event coming up uh main stands up has a big event coming up in september right yes we do we yep. ha- we have our our um second annual common sense fair it was such a big hit the first time we decided to do it again um just a, a great day dr northrop will be there we've got some wonderful speakers um it's on a farmstead a homestead <laughs> of 28 acres in bowden maine and uh so we're gonna have a pig roast and uh, bean hole beans and you know just all the delicious things uh, wonderful speakers music all day long this year we're having a beer garden which will be fun um snuggle goats are coming and you know we're just gonna have a good time all together just build each other up and link arms and just say okay you know there's strength in numbers here we go let's move forward whatever they throw at us we're together and we know where to go to get our strength and we know you know we're praying and we're believing we're gathering together and you know, in, un- in unison, we want to get some placards, some some posters that say we will not comply, um, much like Antifa did with their black hoodies with Nike on the back of them. <laughs> so, But ours will be do not comply. We will not comply this time. It's really that simple. And whatever where the chips fall, where that's where they fall. Well, what's great about that, too, is you have a, a now you're introduced to Lee Dundas for another speaker. And in addition to it, this book is literally a blueprint on how to to organize and just stand up in rural towns across the world and families and communities coming together. That that's part of the what they're afraid of, right? It doesn't right. mean you have to drive to a big city like Ottawa, right. Ontario, or New York, or L.A. or Vancouver. If you're five hours away, you the whole point too is in your own community you stand up to, like you said, take your town back, that's right? To leave the children against the woke pedophilia. Mm-hmm and Mm -hmm. against the World Homicide Organization, and then the World Economic Forum, which is unleashed economic warfare on you, whether it's the taxes going through the roof, the gas, you name it. Enough Mm -hmm. is enough. It's return to sovereignty and God. So yeah, I would say absolutely. Maybe Lee, also, we should, uh, you got, you all, I'll show the book too, by the way. Um, So everybody is aware here since we are recording in addition to it. But um, everybody should certainly take a look at this book. Go grab it as well right now. This is a direct link. It's leedundas.com forward slash book. She also has her resources there. She's the architect and behind three stand-up movements in three countries on two continents, right? Canada, the American Freedom Convoy, Canada Freedom Convoy, as well as in Thailand originally, and then helped out the Brazilians too. So I guess we could say three Mm. continents, right? And the direct (laughs) descendant of Patrick uh, Henry, who said, give me liberty or give me death. And if you're American and you don't know who Patrick Henry is, go check up one of the people who signed that constitution that is protecting your rights as an American, right? And here you are still in the fight. We were talking, uh, I think it was actually in Pennsylvania last year at the Clay Clark event. I was just going to quote a few sentences of Patrick Henry's statement before the legislatures uh, prior to the announcement of the the war. And I started reading it because I was like, well, you know, oh, which part am I going to quote? And I ended up doing the majority of his speech. It took me, uh, you know, a month to like memorize it. I, I had a brain injury 10 years ago. It's not quite as easy to memorize archaic English. You know, it's not, it's not real spoken, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to be looking down at my notes. I wanted to make it my own. So it sounded as natural as you can make old English sound. And I, and I read it because it was just so apropos to what we're facing today. And, uh, you know, I can't remember any of it now, of course, now that I'm trying to remember it, but it wasn't just about, you know, give me liberty or give me death. The the five or six paragraphs that precede that, you should really go Google it because it was worth the darn read. He was talking about, you know, should I just lie here in apathy? Is it going to get any easier to fight when the English are at our farms or in our kitchens? You know, if you're going to take a stand, basically take it early. And and there's just so much to be said in that regard. And and on the notion of just standing up, and I was reminded of it when you guys were talking about sort of the small town 
uh, main kind of thing. You know, one of the things that's worked best and, and that I would encourage folks to really do is name and shame programs. Um, they they work in the instance of uh, human trafficking. They worked remarkably well in the freedom movement and um, the, the ease with which you can do it. You don't need a degree. You don't need, you know, any sort of higher education or even college. It's just really, really simple. Basically what you do is you find the bad program. Are they trying to shut your kids' schools down? Are they trying to mask you guys? Are they trying to release a new virus? Are they, you know, whatever it may be, social distancing, you figure out what the plan is. That's step one. Step two is you figure out who's pushing the plan. It's always one or two ringleaders. I mean, there might be a group of 10 people who are nominally forwarding it, but there's always one guy who's really, it's his baby, you know, or girl who, where it's their baby. And once you get that person's name, you sick a PI on him. Literally, you sick a PI on him, a retired police detective, a soccer mom who's really good at internet research. You don't even need the databases you used to have to use as PIs or lawyers. A lot of times it's just open source stuff you can find. And you really want to get to know that individual individual as well as you know your own spouse. Because guaranteed, if they are pushing a communist agenda on you, if they are trying to take away your child's ability to breathe oxygen, which really should be a crime against humanity, we need oxygen to survive. We need human touch and, and not social distancing to survive. Guaranteed, this isn't their first rodeo. If they're that kind of person, they've got skeletons in their closet. And you're not looking for anything in particular on this step three. You're just doing research. Maybe they cheated on their taxes. Maybe they have sex with little boys by waterfalls who are seven years old when you're not looking. That's a true story from Hawaii last month, or I wouldn't be quoting it. Maybe they cheated on their spouse. Um, when we put our health officer under the magnifying glass because she was trying to mask mandate us, what we discovered is... You know, she had spent the first eight years out of med school at her mother's methadone clinic writing Suboxone prescriptions to heroin addicts. It's not technically illegal or necessarily immoral, depending on your point of view, but it sure didn't play well in a very conservative county that I live in here in California, which is Orange County. And then we just put that on blast. I, I literally went to the board meeting and I said, you supervisors fell down on the job by not researching this woman and paying her 176 grand to come out of the sticks of Utah when her only credentials and claim to fame is handing out heroin and Suboxone to people who are addicted to other opiates. Like, what the hell are you thinking? This woman doesn't have the, the experience or the credentials to be in charge of our public health or our kids' public health. And she was mortified. And then I released her address, uh, which you got to check the laws locally to make sure you're allowed to do that. But I actually released her address during my speech against the board because that stuff is televised of course usually in in your town on channel three or one of the unused channels right and yeah. then we all went yeah. we went sat on the sidewalk in front of her house which is public right away and we used our first amendment right we had signs made that called out the craziness of who she was and what she was doing all our neighbors hated her they had no idea she was the health officer like we always knew she was a bitch and a real piece of work but we didn't know she was the health officer that was pushing all that <laughs> nonsense and then i got in her face but she wasn't there she had a little camera over her gate and i said you know i know everything there is to know about you um i know that your daddy left your mommy and that your mother was so distraught she hired a pi and a psychic to track him down 20 years ago you did your term paper on it in high school. Give me, give me a couple weeks. You won't want to have known my name. And by the way, what I didn't know is you have little kids, but I'm a mom and I can tell what those little wet Sandy Beckets are from. Looks like you have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, better make damn sure you're masking them. Cause if you're not, we're going to be running video on it 24 seven. The woman literally resigned a couple of days later and she took her ill-conceived mask mandate that I'm sure George Soros and Bill Gates had paid through nonprofits that they set up to, to push through Orange County. She took her damn mask mandate with her and we never saw it again at the county level. So this name and shame program, it's phenomenally effective. It doesn't require a lawsuit or a lawyer or a lot of money. It requires bullhorns that you can buy from Walmart, a couple of signs you can make at Kinko's, and a dedicated soccer mom with some friends from the PTA who are just up to their gills and fed up with the BS and say, we're not doing this to our kids anymore. They deserve a hell of a lot better than they've had. We're not going to bow down to it, and we're going to take a stand. And if you're loud and you're noisy and you're in their face at the board meeting and then you follow them home to where they live, so that you're on their not literal front doorstep, but right there on the sidewalk where their spouse is like, dude, what did you do at the board meeting? Why is the whole, you know, why does it look like there's a lynch mob outside my garage and little Johnny can't go rollerblading tonight? The kid's crying. He can't play with his friends in the street. What did you do? 
that is hitting them where it hurts. Now, if you would ask me 30 years ago, you know, right after getting into Yale Law School and every other law school in the country, hey, do you think your crowning achievement three decades from now is going to be standing on some, you know, wench's front lawn or, you know, sidewalk with a bullhorn from Walmart in your hand? I would have sworn you were smoking cocaine. But here's the thing. I don't care what I have to do to get my product. As long as I get my product and it's not illegal and it's not immoral. And there may come a time, there may come a time where even that is a different thing because you got to remember it was illegal to hide Anne Frank in your attic. And it was illegal to do what Patrick Henry and all his friends did. And on that note, if I can take another 30 seconds, I want to read this to you. It's a, it's a Churchill quote. Have you guys heard the poem? It's only a four sentences long from Churchill. Uh, it's called, If You Will Not Fight, I believe is the name of it. Do you mind if I take a moment, Brad, to just read these four sentences? It's great. It's a great right it, written. If, if you will not fight for right, when you can easily win without bloodshed. If you will not fight when your victory is sure and not too costly, you may come to the moment when you will have to fight with all of the odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. There may even be a worse case. You may have to fight when there is no hope of victory because it is better to perish than to live as slaves. Our moment is right now. And a lot of us knew our moment was here three years ago, but there's a whole lot more of us, as you've been talking about, who have woken up in the last three and a half years. We need to make room for them in this fight. We will not win this war without them. Make no mistake, this is a war. But if you are in doubt about the need for the fight or whether it's the right time to do the fight or whether your children are worth the fight, go reread Churchill, go reread Patrick Henry, Go think about the men and women who came before us, like my grandfather, who was standing on the deck of the USS West Virginia when the Japanese bombers literally bombed it out from under him and he swam through water that was on fire to get back in. And then they put him in a hospital and redeployed him to the South Pacific, where he got bombed a second time off the coast of Australia and swam through five miles of great white sharks. And then they put him on a third ship where he got bombed a third time and he ended up surviving for a week almost with a half a bottle of rum and four of his buddies before some, I don't know, floating ship that had not yet gotten bombed, picked him up and took him back to India and, and eventually back to San Francisco. These are the men and women who paid it forward. And if you won't do it for yourself and you won't do it for your children, for God's sakes, do it for your country and do it for the men and women who gave everything they had so that we could lay our head on a little fuzzy pillow from Michael and Del tonight. We owe mm -hmm. it to them. We owe it to them. Wow. wow. You just gave Amen. me the chills. I can't even imagine your grandfather and what he lived with. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's the story of so many of our grandparents and great grandparents and great great grandparents, heroes unsung, unknown, dying in unmarked graves on foreign soil. And, you know, I just, I remember being a little kid and my dad, who was also U.S. Navy and and a bit of a hard ass, but man, he loved his flag and he loved his country. And he said, you know, one day, honey, you may have to fight. And, uh, and the notion was always the same. You stand up for the flag, you stand up when duty calls, you put your hand over your hat, you take your, your cap off and you give it all for this country because without your country and without your constitution, you don't have a family, you don't have your children, you don't have a marriage, you'll be living in a concentration camp or something like that. And he had it right. It's actually country first. We think it's family first or person first or self first. If you don't have a country and a country that's a democratic constitutional republic like ours that is protecting you, you have really got nothing. And so it's, it's battle time. And I did not understand it in 1976 or eight when he said those words. I thought he was high. I'm like, I'm a little girl living in, you know, California. Like, when am I ever going to be called to fight? But apparently he and his grand and his dad and my grandfather, they knew that, you know, what is, what is the saying? Eternal vigilance, right? Tomorrow's promise to no one. We, we, it's our turn. We have, we have ridden on the coattails of the men and women, all of us here, I don't care how old or young you are, we were all born probably at best, and I'm 50 something, into the end, end of the Vietnamese War. That was the last sustained conflict this country had. The Gulf War was a blink of an eye. The Afghanistan stuff, I mean, I don't want to minimize it, but 
this was not a 10 year war where, you know, Hueys and choppers were going in, you know, with, with their engines smoking, taking heat, going in after a broken arrow was called in and picking up men after a 19 hour day who had limbs missing. Like comparatively speaking, the wars that I've gotten to see since I was born in 1972 have been pretty, pretty quick and pretty limited in their bloodshed. But if we are not careful, we are going to find ourselves back in actual active kinetic bomb going off conflict. And that is not something having worked in a third world country, having been in a place 2013, saving sex slaves where 330 bombs went off. They were jihadist bombs that were bombing the brothels we were working in. Let me tell you something, as a first world born and raised gal, most of the people in first world countries, unless you came here from a communist country or a war-torn country, you don't want to know what that's like. You are better off taking a stand now. And God bless Brad and all his great friends and all the men and women on this call who have been standing up for our freedom, for our country, for our kids, for our veterans, you know, for the last three years. But make no mistake, we're going to be called to stand again. And the earlier we stand and the more unified we are and the more certain we are that we are doing the damned right thing at the right time and for the right reason, and that is God, country, and family in that order, nobody can stand against us. We've got it in the bag. All we have to do is just stand up. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 And, and thank Amen. you so much for that yeah. because really the faith in God and the time is now and mm -hmm. everybody has this power inside of them. And I think that's one of the greatest parts about this movement is not only standing for our country, for God, for our families and all of that, but also finding that power in us that we all have. So it's an amazing time to be alive. And thank you so much for, for sharing that. Yeah. Can you feel are, the momentum too? We are the heroes we've been waiting for. You nailed mm -hmm. it, Brian. Well, you know, it was, it was interesting because as a little girl, I was um, coming as a, as a, as a Jew, I was forced to study the Holocaust my entire childhood up through high school. And I always was like, my sister and brother never had to study it. And I'm like, why am I put in this? And I always wondered what I would do if I were ever in this situation. And I, I was always like, why, why is this so all encompassing in my life for so long? And then I taught it for years. And now I'm like, Oh, now I know what I was being prepared for. I had no idea. And, and I want to give a quick, um, just a quick shout out for Olga, who couldn't make it to, we live in Vermont, we have very little good, decent cell service, but she, Liberty Stock is her baby. And uh, when Chris Guy was on, um, on a show, um, what's his name? Um Alex Michael Jones. Jago? Sorry. Alex no, he was on Alex Jones, gave out his cell service, his cell number and said, Hey, I I'm doing a, I'm doing a tour of the world who wants to have me. And then Lori texted him and said, would you come to Vermont? And then she messaged me and she goes, I'm too busy. Can you, can you run this? <laughs> <laughs> he was coming and I had two weeks to plan something. So I'm grateful that I got to piggyback off of Liberty Stock. And it's a libertarian event. It's tomorrow. For you New Englanders who are watching this, we'd love to have you. It's in beautiful Cabot, Vermont. We have a ton of speakers. There's music. Um, and Chris is going to be speaking. And someone else who I can't mention because he has a warrant out for his arrest. But there may be a possibility of someone else um, showing up. Um, but it's going to be an amazing event and um, so grateful that Chris is here and then he's leaving from here to go to the UK. So we're he's going to have some rest for a couple of days, hopefully, before he heads out and doing the uh, billion person uh, march out of the UK with I think it's um, Mark Atwood. Correct, Brad? And Mark will be in Ireland and AJ Roberts and his team. The yeah. same closed down all the vaccination centers. The same team of veterans and former retired police and police inspectors that closed down all the vaccine centers in the UK, that team and the Worldwide Freedom Rally people are going to be wow. there on the 20th. Yeah, mm -hmm. Lisa, I'm mad at you. You need to tell your West Coast people with longer than a 10 hour notice about this, these awesome festivals in the fall. I love New England in the fall. I love freedom events. And I'm like, eh, I want to go. I mean, <laughs> well, it do, is my do you know what? 
my daughter's birthday tomorrow. So, but, but on a going forward basis, like loop me in, I'll make the flight. <laughs> well, September 23rd in Maine, September. where Dr. Northrup is going to be, um, they invited me to speak. We have someone else from Vermont who's going to be speaking there. So that's an opportunity and you're getting into peak leaf season. It's beautiful here that time of year. Beautiful time of and year. And a lobster bake. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, so we'd we'll love to have you. Clams leaves beautiful time yes great weather homemade cider blueberry You're singing my song blueberries <laughs> lobster pretty fall leaves and freedom i just that sounds like heaven on earth why would i not be there well <laughs> i found out free. about i found out about chris guy right before i was leaving for vancouver to be with brad <laughs> we had a group of us in vancouver for a couple days and i was having panic attacks going am i going to plan this in such short notice so I was really grateful for this and, and Liberty Stock and all of you. And um, yeah, I with everything coming up in September, I was just like, are you kidding me? They're doing this again. And something else, I just saw something this morning. 2,000 children are missing in, in, in Maui. And wow. here's the thing. My understanding is I saw something else. I don't know if it's true. I suspect that the children were, were had school canceled. Those kids were home, and I think those kids were grabbed for child trafficking because they've disappeared. And this is from their own government is saying that they can't find 2,000 children. Correct. That's yep. a lot of kids. A lot of yep. kids. And so, again, it's all about just standing up. I push back against the woke, however, whenever. And remember, anybody watching this broadcast or listening to this podcast, you don't need to wait until September 20 to take back your town. You don't need to wait until the 23rd to attend an event and talk to people and see that other people are, are doing something about it. All the people you've just seen or heard here are doing, they're already doing, and they're being that movement. So you've got this amazing book that's a blueprint for freedom that exists with Lee Dundas. So you go to leedundas.com forward slash book. Once again, I'll show it here for those on the broadcast. This is exactly the webpage that will show up. This is also down below the description for everybody in the podcast, as well as the links to everybody here. So we'll have main stands up, Liberty Stock, Lisa Shermerhorn, coaching.com, connect with her amazing in Vermont stands up, and then Brian Coffey, for Boulder stands up as he organizes the event and coordinates with other amazing organizations in the front range of Colorado and others coming on board. So God bless you all, everybody get at least one copy of the book. So you have it. And I bought a case. So I say, get a case and give it yeah. out to your, your best friends, you know, keep one for you and give out 11, the master number 11. So that's what I did uh, last week. And we still need to get Lee Dundas's book, number one, we've got Richmond, North of Richmond. Yes. Number yes. One on iTunes, Freedom Movement, Grassroots Warriors. Lisa's part of the Grassroots Warrior Network, Kevin Hoyt co-founded, who is the self-identified patriotic governor of Vermont. And the deep state has placed a warrant on him for his arrest because he has exposed the adrenochrome harvesting the child sex trafficking in Vermont. And Kevin Hoyt is a literal free Hoyt who traces his bloodline back to the 16th century of the free Hoyts of Vermont who have mm -hmm. fought constantly for freedom against the slave system of the British Empire, which has enslaved the world, which is backed by a very deep Luciferian organization. And that's it, it ends now. So whether you're pissed off about property taxes or you're afraid they're going to kill your children in schools, which is their plan, which is the show we just did today, Chris and AJ Roberts and I, with evidence. Stand up and follow Here, a blueprint and get involved. Here's with a you. quick story about um, Kevin. He had he has evidence of politicians and judges who are crooked and funneling money through nonprofits, and he had a stack of evidence this big, and he had to go through the town where he was to the sheriff's office with people he grew up with and they were all crooked as well. And he videotaped this and he handed them the stack and said, you need to serve yourself. It was one of the funniest things, craziest things I'd ever seen. So it, the, the actual um, it, it went to court and it was dismissed for lack of service. 
One of the one of the things that Dr. Northrup, we just want to leave, you know, just kind of throw this out there as a little pearl that really resonated with us is she said, it's our time. The wind is at our back. Mm-hmm. And we just felt we just took flight with that literally and just said, it feels like that there's such wonderful momentum and such a, a winning spirit that we're all picking up on. Just the energy's totally changed. We feel when we go in there, we're not defeatists. We are winners. And we just have this, this, you know, psychological boost going into something saying, no, tonight we win. You lose, we win. Tonight we get our voice heard. You sit and be quiet. And that's what we're doing at school boards. We're doing it at town council meetings. We're just getting the buoyancy that we need to propel us forward into into the victory because it's ours. Well said. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you all. God bless you too. God bless you all. Thank you. Tomorrow in Vermont, Lisa. Amazing audience. I know this will go like wildfire across the internet and share this message of freedom everywhere and love and celebration. See you all. Thank you. Bye. If you are looking for groundbreaking nutritional products, which revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting edge American made all natural wellness brand. Root the Trinity pack from getrootnow.com is a game changer. Let me show you. Zero in is the world's first quantum suitable, an all natural adaptogenic nootropic, which skyrockets your clarity and creativity. Professional athletes have reported over a 40% increase in their performance in only 90 days. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health, optimizes your true brain, helping you tap into quantum consciousness, also known as the God mind, all together with Clean Slate, which gently wipes out harmful heavy metals from your body, gently evacuating toxins, including graphene oxide. Trinity Pack from Root Altogether helps you increase your performance, longevity, deep sleep, and have a far greater quality of life. Register now at GetRootNow.com to grab your Trinity Pack. Then hit subscribe and save to get $15 back every month. Trinity Pack has also received the gold standard, a worldwide BSCG approval, allowing those in the military to first responders to the NFL, PGA, NBA, FIFA World Cup soccer, and more. Feel assured it is indeed all natural and drug-free. Trinity Pack even comes with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. So when you grab your Trinity at GetRootNow.com, you can feel good knowing it's endorsed by Tier 1 Special Operations Warriors, to lightworkers, benevolent healthcare heroes, professional athletes, and Olympians detoxing their systems and unleashing their greatest self from across the globe. You can also get rewarded for being part of the Root community. See you there! Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like, follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know.